Welcome back to A Better Love. I'm your host, Dr. Greg, with co-host Mariana Moreno, and we're talking about love languages on today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Suzanne McMillan from Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks for your generosity. And thank you, Mariana, for coming back on the show. We're so happy to have you back on. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, cheers. So uh, we got Robin from California. I got San Diego in the house as well. And yeah. as folks are joining us, know that we are also very, very interested in what's on your heart and mind tonight as it relates to love languages or anything else our mission at a better love project is to help you love yourself and others more fiercely we got shamakia uh in san diego mariana what do we what, what's on the agenda on your mind what do we need to know when it comes to love languages um yeah this is actually a subject that's always interested me because you know through my dating experiences and all that it's come up a lot there's obviously the five love languages if people don't know it's quality time it's physical touch it is acts of service it's words of affirmation and it's receiving gifts obviously i think with love languages it doesn't mean you have to have one there's some people who just don't you know really resonate with one and that can be a bit of a problem if the partner shows it in that particular way that the person doesn't so that's like. the, so but that's the gist is that there are these five love languages, ways in which folks mm -hmm. are expressing their love for yeah. one another. And there may be mismatches or there may be matches you're saying? For example, right. And actually I was talking to a friend about this earlier this week, and he said that his mom um, loves acts of service, right? Mm -hmm. So she just wants the husband to help out. That's how she feels loved. If he says, Hey, I got the dishes tonight, or Hey, you know, I'm going to clean the kitchen tonight. But he thinks that by saying, honey, I love you so much. You're so special to me that she's going to be super happy. Yeah. And then he's like, why isn't she happy? I've been telling her I love her and she's so special to me. And she's still not kind of happy. And he yeah. goes, it drives me crazy because it's like, dad, just like maybe empty the dishwasher. And the mom is, she shows it by um, receiving or giving gifts and um, acts of service. Yeah. So she will give him, bake him cookies and will, you know, fold his laundry, <clears throat> you know, what have you. And he's like, gosh, she never tells me, Hey, I love you so much. You're the best. He wants to, because he wants, wants to hear that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So his love language is words of affirmation. So in his head, since he likes to receive that, right. And he thinks that's how a person should be loved or whatever. He then feels like, oh, I need to, you know, share that with her. I love you so much, but that just doesn't work with her. So let's touch on each of them um, and see what, you know, people resonate with. So quality time is when, you know, you're spending time with somebody, you know, you're cooking in the kitchen and they just want to sit there with you and talk with you. It's spending time together. It doesn't matter what you're doing. That person is with you and not on their phone, right? Because that is not work. That's not quality time. It's engaging with the person and just being together. Doesn't matter what you're doing. So, you know, that's the main um, just with quality time. And then physical touch. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. Hugging, kissing, holding hands, any sort of physical intimacy where you're actually making contact with the other person. And then we go into acts of service again. If you know you see somebody's having car trouble, your partner, hey, I'm gonna take the car to the mechanic so I can get it fixed for them. I am going to bring them, I don't know, um, dinner tonight. I am going to help them make their bed. Um, any acts of service that kind of makes 
their, their life a little bit easier um, would fall under that. And then you move on to words of affirmation. Honey, I love you so much. You're amazing. You're so strong. You're so smart. Oh my gosh. Thank you for doing this. You're amazing. I couldn't ask for a better boyfriend, um, better wife. You know, it's all just words. And then the last one is receiving gifts. And this, I think people, it doesn't have to be luxurious gifts, right? Hey, I picked up this tiny little flower from the park that made me think of you. Here you go. Um, I picked this candy bar from the store. You know, I know you love it, so here you go. But I think there's some people that feel all five, right? And I think life is easier for them, right? When you can sense all the five and like feel that. loved by all five. <laughs> but then there's certain people, and I'm actually in that group. Okay. I... For example, I don't care for words of affirmation. I don't care how many times you tell me how amazing I am. If I don't see that through actions of acts of service, which is a big one for me, I'm just, I feel, okay, that's really doing nothing for me. Sure, you can tell me I'm wonderful, but that doesn't make me feel loved, right? And so that's where it comes in with knowing your partner's love language because we get stuck in, well, if I feel loved by this and I'm going to do it to my partner. Yeah. That's where we start from. Maybe that's the place we maybe start from the place of like, what is it that I think the way, what is the way I like to love? Right. And it may not, or may match with our, our partner. Uh, And And that was a great example. Sometimes it's not going to match and it takes work, right? Because I mean, you can say, well, I don't love that way. So I'm not going to love you in that way. That's where you work with your partner and you do things for them, not so much for, well, I don't like doing that. Well, if your partner feels loved that way, you're going to do it, right? Yeah. You're going to, you're going to try to at least, you know, do certain things that, you know, will make them feel loved. Uh, Anne has joined us here on the chat and she's saying, yeah, she was in a marriage for a long time and uh, it's easier. She says it's easier for us. We did that. It was really beautiful. I'm missing that a lot now. I guess maybe there's two timetables we're talking about. Cause like, I, like you said, it was sort of the description of folks that were together already and uh, maybe for a while. And they've, they've actually had time to see how their person shows up or not in those ways. How soon should love languages be on my mind if I'm dating somebody? Um, Hmm, that's a good question because it's really obvious. Should I be worried about it on a first date, Mariana? Do I need I to be worried about no. it? Okay, thank you. Thank you. No, At least no, not no. on a first date. I definitely don't think on the first date you should be worrying about that or even second. I think once you start going out with somebody a lot more often where it's becoming a regular thing where you're all are, you know, hanging out more and you're starting to show interest. This actually, and let me tell you all the story of, you know, I've been going out with this person and I'm not a physical touch type person, but I'm really interested in him. And he communicated with me and, you know, I'm glad he was so mature enough to like open up to me. And he said, man, I feel like you're not that into me. I don't know. He didn't know where I was at. And I'm like, Oh, of course I'm interested. But he said, you know, I'd put my arm around you and you just kind of like sit there. You wouldn't like hold my hand or do something, you know, like that. So that to me, it's like, oh, I, that's just not how I express my love a lot of the times. Yeah. That That came up. It's it's just, there it is. There it was right off the bat. Good. And of course it's not our second or first date, but I think if he hadn't communicated, he might've been like, well, this girl's not interested. I'm going to just stop talking to her. And then it would have left me feeling, well, what did I do? And, you know, so it would, it is useful to know, okay, how does that person feel loved? I think it's important to know. 
Yeah, from the beginning. So you, you heard it here, folks. Uh, Gina, welcome to the show. Glad to have one of our advocates at A Better Love Project with us right now. And Mariana is just letting us know that we should be thinking about love languages, at least on date number three. And if you do get in a situation where you're, you're trying to be touchy and whatever touchy feely in the beginning, and your person isn't touchy feely, it's that's that's a legit thing. I mean, I, I hear that often. You know what I mean? Do you agree, my friends, that we we ought to be upfront and transparent about the way in which we'd like to be loved from the very beginning, uh, or at least date three? Let us know in the comments below. I hadn't really thought about love languages uh, at all, really. They've been around for a while, and they make a lot of sense to me. Uh, because it seems like just a good way to be able to talk about how we meet each other's needs, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's my my general thought about it. I like the idea of the people. What did you say? You said people who have, who like feel it and most of them are some like in a more app, they have it easier and say yeah. more about that. What, it, what it... So if you feel all five languages, it doesn't matter what the person does, you're going to feel love, right? Yeah, and there yes. won't be any issues that come up because they'll be like, oh, they're hugging me a lot. They're holding my hand. I love that. They're giving me gifts. Oh, I love that. You know, as, yeah. as opposed to somebody who doesn't really feel it through physical touch, it's like, oh, they're giving me all these hugs, but they have yet to help me unload the dishwasher. Like, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah, I get it. It makes sense. <laughs> so before today's show, I went on to... Gary Chapman's books site or something. It did the did a quiz, and I actually posted it on our story. If you want to go see my love language, it's on there. Ends up being physical touch is a big one. But what I thought was interesting was that it didn't just say, as I would imagine, maybe falsely, it didn't just say that I was a physical touch guy. It was like here are your percentages. But the mm -hmm. thing that was surprising to me was that how little gifts matter to me, mm -hmm. like gifts don't matter at all to me. And now if, I don't know, I don't, I haven't found many people just buying me gifts off often, but if that were the case, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work out. Yeah. Uh, on birthdays, especially that may, they may pop up on a first birthday that you're celebrating with a new romantic partner. Like how important is it for that person to get gifts and how, how much time you spend actually researching and putting thought and attention into it, I think might be a big deal for, someone where the where's gifts for you Mariana? what did you say yours was um mine is mainly acts of service oh, um acts of service is probably my main one i think with gift giving a lot of people say well oh it's just being materialistic you're just caring about what you're getting but i think it goes deeper than that it's just hey somebody thought about me while they were out yes and wanted to give me something it's the thoughtfulness i think aspect of yeah. gift giving that a lot of people like so but i i do find that it's one of people's least um favorite love language oh yeah oh there it is Genius from a lot of people well. that i've spoken to and heard yeah it's um not their most important a lot of people are physical touch and i mean as humans you crave intimacy right you yes people crave that type of love so but i do want to get into how you know we hear about okay try this if your partner's love language is quality time right you, but there's not really people don't speak about what to avoid um, let's hear it i want to see what is it that we're we're trying not to do Maria? so if your partner's and i'll go through them i wrote down a couple now notes um, for each one. So if your partner's um, love language is quality time, you want to avoid being distracted when you're with them um, and viewing your partner as needy. So even if you, they say, hey, you want to watch a movie with me? You're like, oh, okay, fine. 
even though you're agreeing to it and even though you do it, it's that beginning. Ah, they're getting, oh, am I being needy? Oh, Wait, can I, can I interrupt you? Real yeah. quick? So is it just, is it this one that people perceive we think maybe as needy? This one, um, the time, the quality time one, is it? I think, I mean, I mean, I don't know how people view these differently, but yeah. I think it comes with, oh my gosh, we were together all day, but you want to do this. But it's because just because you're together doesn't mean you're spending quality time together. Quality yes. means being present with one another, you yes. know? Um, so you want to avoid those things. You want to um, just avoid making them feel like it's a chore for you, right? Come with a place of like excitedness, like, oh yeah, let's do this. Even though it's not your main way, I think you can agree in a very like, oh, fine. Or you can agree, yes, let's do it. So yeah, avoid no, I, that. I, that yeah. sounds like to me, that sounds like the Gottmans, they often talk about uh, having the approximate energy of the bid that we, you know, mm -hmm. when we're bidding for attention or affection or whatever it is, or time, quality time. Yes. And I see this. Don't roll your eyes, I guess. If somebody asks you for more quality time, even if you spent right. all day with them, don't roll yeah. your eyes. That's <laughs> not going to work, especially if you're married, because listen, I've been with somebody for over a decade. You spend a lot of time with the person that mm -hmm. you're with. Mm -hmm. So my heart goes out to anybody who is with somebody who enjoys quality time, <laughs> avoiding or thinking Let about it. Let me right read um, somebody's comment. She said, um, she's dating this guy and I'm sending you a song that's already a gift. Yes. Even sending a song as simple as, hey, this is a playlist for you. That's definitely gift giving. Yeah. I love that. Gina's into getting songs. Uh, that's a that's a unique gift, I think. Maybe somebody's going to mm -hmm. be really tuned in because yeah. there's something very, I don't know, I, I've never been unable to get there but there's something very emotional in the lyrics and actually mm -hmm. knowing the lyrics <laughs> mm -hmm. of a mm -hmm. song and picking a song and you know it's yeah. it's old school mixtape gina says yeah yeah <laughs> what else are we not what else are we trying to avoid is there something else or any other um i think those were the main ones for yeah. quality time um yeah. so let's move on to physical touch yeah um obviously you want to you know what to try, right? Giving hugs, holding hands, um, cuddling, all that stuff. But what should we avoid? Um, and it's, you know, long periods without intimacy, right? If you realized, oh, I actually haven't given a hug to my partner in a long time, even though that's not important to me, I know they need it. So keeping that in mind, if that's your partner's main love language. Um, and don't coldly give them affection. Don't just be like, okay, I'm just going to get this over with. I'll get a hug, check mark, you know, no, they have to feel that warmness that you're wanting to, right? You also want to avoid waiting for your partner to express their desire for physical, you know, affection, mm. because then it's like, oh, they're just doing it because I asked them to. Initiation, so initiation. initiation is you were big. talking about this on a recent TikTok, I think. Mm -hmm. Let's go to acts of service. Obviously we know what to do. Um, you know, showing rather than telling, doing things for your partner, helping him out, whatever way. I mean, there's multiple ways, but what do we, what should we avoid? And I don't know, that's ignoring requests for help. Like, let's say, hey, honey, can you take out the trash? Yeah, yeah, I'll do it in like five minutes. And then you get busy watching TV and then they end up doing it, you know? Yeah, that's a fail. Can I just jump in real quick and talk yeah. about this? This That's yeah. a very clear example of a failed bid and that will probably need some repair tricky thing with that and any of these is that they seem like small things 
But over time, they can either generate a fierce emotional connection, sustain that when Mm -hmm. your partner says before you even have to ask, they're already doing what needs to happen because they know what needs to happen, right? Taking the initiative. That's, Mm -hmm. that's the standard I would like us to have, but uh, not always being able to read minds and being a good team. You you may communicate once in a while and it gets done. And when it gets done, there's trust that's built from the consistency of that behavior. Yes. So regardless of whatever your love language is, we want to respond effectively to bids. Yes. That's and all that I was going to be my next thing to avoid not following through. Like if you yeah. say you're going to do something, hey, I'll help you out tomorrow with this. If you don't follow through, I mean, why even say anything, right? So that following through, you really need to do that if you committed to something, right? And then you also need to avoid being close-minded, right? Like feeding into the gender-based stereotypes when it comes to tasks, you know, helping out your partner, no matter what, even if you're not a good cook, right? You can look up a recipe or you can even order food, something, right? That's going to make your partner's workload. Wait, let me jump in here. Cause I love this. I, what, one of your date nights, take a cooking class together and learn how to make a dish together. Go, there's tons of fun things you could do like that. Uh, But making a dish, even when you're a poor cook is the only way to get better at it. Absolutely. Exactly. (laughs) Plus, I think somebody whose acts of service is a main love language, even if the dinner turned out to be not the best and a little burned, I think they'd still be happy that you did that for them. So it's not about the meaning. Exactly. It's a meaning behind these things. All of these things require us, by the way, folks, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know, I talk about creating shared meaning as one of the most powerful things that we could do in a romance. Uh, Gina says she loves cooking together with a partner. I know I do too. It's great to be in the kitchen and creating something and you could, you know, throw in a dish together. It will test a lot of things about your relationship, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's move on to words of affirmation. Obviously we all know what to do. You're amazing. Complimenting, right? Complimenting, complimenting. But what do we need to avoid if our partners is, you know, main language is words of affirmation, assuming that they know how loved they are. Because sometimes you feel it, right? You're like, I love them so much, but you're not voicing it because you're like, they should know. There's a reason why I'm married to them. There's a reason why I'm going out with them, but no, you can't assume that that's literally the worst mistake you can do. Um, assuming that people know what, how you feel about them, even though when you're already in a relationship. Yeah. So it's, Um, it's important in general, but particularly for folks who are looking for that. And that may even take the form of maybe looking for reassurance sometimes, especially for folks who maybe have a little bit of an insecure attachment. I want to say thank you to David for all of your donations to the project. Thank you. Let's start. Let's let's make sure we don't assume that our partner knows how much we adore them. Let's say it often. And also that goes along with how proud you are of them, because you can say, you know, you love them so much, but your partners really like to be admired by you too, right? I am so proud of all the hard work you've done of how you're handling the household on how you go out to work every day, you know, proud, really don't assume that they know how proud of um, them you are and really avoid emotionally harsh words. Somebody whose, you know, words of affirmation is important to them. Obviously you're not going to want to use harsh words because to you, you're like, oh, they could slip off my shoulder. It's fine. But to somebody whose words are so important to them, you really, really need to be careful with the words that you choose because they will remember it for a while. Right. And it'll affect them deeply. And so that's something we really need to consider with, you know, when we're angry, especially. Listen, I've never actually heard anybody talk about these things that we should stay away from. 
And it's just a super way to think about these love languages uh, with these specific examples. What's the most important thing that any of us should think about when it comes to communicating our love for one another? I would say don't focus on so much on how you like to receive love and not so much on your love language, but on your partner's. Really look into that because people are like, well, I like to be loved this way and this way and this way. But do we look and do we see how our partner really, do we really see how they, they feel loved? Yeah. If we, and if we could pull that off, if we can know ourselves in that way and our partner, Mm -hmm. then we're in in an amazing position to actually meet their needs. All this would is, listen, everybody who's here right now and everybody who's joined us, I appreciate you being here. Do you know, Anne's been trying to ask some kind of question about being pushy. How can I ask for things without seeming pushy or needy? Uh, Any any thoughts about this? You mentioned something about being perceived as needy. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, this is not so much an issue of you being pushy or needy. I think you just expressing something to somebody is not needy or being pushy. And if your partner is perceiving you that way, that's a different problem. Mm -hmm. That is something that, you know, are you compatible with them? Are they, I mean, I think that's something more on them. If you're coming at them with an open communication, obviously not yelling at them or attacking them, but if you're just speaking from an open heart, calmly and openly and they still don't hear that that may be something that you need to reconsider in the just look at into the relationship yeah absolutely any opportunity we have to share what it is that we need i tell all of my clients to see every complaint as a possible unmet need that you Mm -hmm. could respond to effectively and if we do that for each other mutually then we wouldn't feel you know, sort of oppressed by each yeah. other's needs, maybe, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. For more from Mariana, by the way, you can always find her on Instagram and TikTok at Free Spirit Latina. You should definitely go follow her after the show if you're not already. I want to share some respect here for you, my friend, and celebrate you uh, at the end of our show today. You just reached over 10,000 followers on Instagram, which is no easy feat. So congratulations for connecting (laughs) with uh, that audience. Yeah, I'm excited. Very cool. Well, we look forward to everything that you're going to do. Ladies and gentlemen, tune in next week for more great relationship advice for a fierce, healthy love. I'm your host, Dr. Greg, here with Mariana. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you next time. Peace.